Blog Talk Radio. First World Order Radio, finally, finally, we are on the air. No doubt. All right, all right. There's always going to be somebody in the building on First World Order Radio. We get on into some of that order consciousness tonight. First World Order Radio every Wednesday, 8 p.m. We got to talk about what is taking place on the planet. There's always going to be somebody in the building on First World Order Radio. First, we need to let you know we're going to be doing more shows, giving out more information on Wednesdays. Wednesday is 8 o'clock. We are now going to make this is the hottest day of the week. Lovers in time, order, importance. The most prominent parts, voices, or instruments. Earthly state of human concerns and existence. An indefinite multitude, quantity, or distance. System regulates to bring about specifics in the room based on value and natural characteristics. Current radiates electromagnetics of sound through the air, same as your thoughts transmits it. Proceeding lovers in time, order, importance. The most prominent parts, voices, or instruments. Earthly state of human concerns and existence. An indefinite multitude, quantity, or distance. System regulates to bring about specifics in the group based on value and natural characteristics. Current radiates electromagnetics of sound through the air, same as your thoughts transmits it.
I'm like I said, I'm not sure what was going on with it. That's to say, it, it did that last week as well. Towards the end, I don't think they liked me. Some the, uh, electronic devices don't like me or something like that. But I want to give thanks to those who came before and those who come after. Um, give thanks to the First World Order Radio family and everything out there. Keeping it moving, elevating, you know, staying up. Thing on up and up, positive. Today we are, today's topic, it's really no topic that's is the title the day before after it happens. Um I was talking I was speaking to a goddess and she said something she said after it happens. I don't even know that she noticed that she said that. I was just like, this is after it happens. I like how that sounds. So I wrote it down in uh, in my notes because it was on my head and ringing. So I was like, let me go ahead and write that down. Submit it to memory and so the day before after it happens, um, whatever that means, it'll, it'll come out towards the end of the broadcast, I guess. Um, so right now, foremost, something we haven't done, I haven't read out a daily, um, daily presentation. I got a new bookshelf today. Started, started having some situ another situation occur with books still books spilling all over the floor over here. Actually, daily meditations for melanated people. Today, day is the, uh, November tenth. Let's see here. Okay, Quincy Jones, quote from Quincy Jones, of all people, right? That's what's up, though. Imagine what a harmonious world, pardon so Imagine what a harmonious world it could be if every single person, both young and old, shared a little of what he is good at doing. Quote by Quincy Jones. Okay, um, we this is a the synopsis, but this is her um, summary. On what was stated, we all come to this life with talents, gifts, or abilities which, if we put them to use, they would be profitable to use, uh, profitable to us and useful to the world. Yet, we allow ourselves to be told and we tell ourselves that we're not good enough or that no one is interested in what we can do. Many of us spend the greater portion of our lives seeking authorization or recognition, never developing or using the goodness of the things we do naturally. If we would trust life and ourselves a little more, we would do what comes naturally, what we're good at, giving it all that we've got. If we would stop looking for fame and fortune, we might find we are sitting on a gold mine of ideas and abilities. If we would stop blaming others and being ashamed of ourselves, there would be no way we would expect or accept anything less than the best from ourselves and for ourselves. If we would stop chasing castles in the sky and do what we can do where we are, the world would probably appreciate and reward us greatly. 
And she sums it all up at the bottom of this last sentence. Um, I'm willing to give the world who I am naturally. That's the affirmation. I am willing to give the world who I am naturally. So many of us spend a lot of great, we spend a lot of our time uh, seeking authorization and recognition. Um, we're using the goodness of the things that we do naturally, uh, but never developing the um, we're using the business of things we do naturally because we're looking for somebody to say, we're looking for feedback from other people to say that's good, it's good, that, uh, or not, you know. Um, then um, we stop looking for fame, and fortunately, we might find we sit in on that gold on already. Ideas and abilities, just putting those ideas and abilities to work and in action. There would be no way we could expect or accept anything less than the best from ourselves and for ourselves. Because when you do for yourself, when you know yourself, then you know, you think for yourself, you can do for yourself. So it's a, it's a good build. It's a good pattern to have in life. All right. Um, that was uh, that was November 10th. So it's been a while. Man. It's like... Three months, maybe two months since I. Yeah. That's what's up. I, I just thought about that, you know. I just like, let me get back into that mode. Because I, you know, I used to uh, read these every day, like ritualistically. And they always had something pertaining to that day. So, this, um, personally, from my own perspective in my own life, I do, I, yeah, you know, many of us spend a great portion, you know, or we uh, allow ourselves to be told and we tell ourselves that we're not good enough at times. You know, so, um, we all have talents, gifts, and abilities. You know, we like to put, put to use in the world. And we can be useful and stuff sometimes. But, yeah, we all feel like that, you know. At times, we've seen... It seems like somebody's always better or whatever, or you know, but that's what improvement is about. But that's always the, the true master is always the student, and the true master is never a competitor, really. A winner is really a slow loser because at the end of the day, somebody, the winner has to go home, I guess you could say, and sit down and like, let's beat that guy for he. He lost. He feels kind of bad right now. Somebody cheering him up, hopefully, you know. But he's still going to feel kind of, well, that team or whatever, they're going to feel kind of bad for him. You got to take that. By the winners, yeah. Probably didn't think about the losers, stuff. Who knows? Um, but that's a competitive mind for me. That was a good one. November 10th. Um, imagine what a harmonious world it could be if every single person. Both young and old share a little of what he is good at doing. Even if it's raking some seeds into, uh, you know, some fertile soil. You're good at doing that. That's what, that's what, that's what's up, you know. Spread your gifts and your, your talents. We, I mean, everyone is good at doing everything, really. It's just digging down in there and opening those faculties to be able to express those gifts of quality. Um, inadvertent. I mean, just like naturally or just on reflex, just something that you do. But 
all these gifts and talents, all of our gifts and talents, every single one of them are waiting to be exposed and, and shown to self so we can utilize properly. So, like I said, today we're going to do some recapping, go over, um, go over the obtain, retain, and cultivate meditation type thing. That's just, that's not really the title, but there's really no title. It's just, just how you, uh, that's how I, the concept of it anyway, through throughout my processing and my progress with meditation is you know, exercise type of meditation or exercise type of meditation, not just the sit and still meditation, but um, some movements that that are involved within meditation to that practically that are practical that will actually help um unify left right brain but also will bring about the stimulation of the um the kind energy or the cerebral spinal fluid the hormones or whatnot the that sits in the lower dantian in the sacral region. So that energy can go back up and fuse and be able to use, be used properly. So we're going to go over the first uh, aspect is forming the Merkaba Mudra and Mantra and um, in higher intent. So the you know sit comfortably. He's on the floor. If you want to be in a lotus half lotus or easy pose. That's like uh, the Indians' style. So just forming the, the mantra, forming the mantra, and mudra, well, forming the mudra and the mantra with the chant, high chant. So we form first. We come to Buddha hands, breathe in. Then our knees are ninety degrees. Being at 90 degrees from the knee to the toe. Ankles are over the knees, meaning the ankles are aligned with the knees. Shoulders are over the shoulders. Shoulders are over the hips. Ears are over the shoulders. Shoulders are over the hips. Slightly leaning, I mean, slightly tilted uh, off of the edge of the chair. The testicles hanging so the energy will not be uh, subjugated or stuck in that, that area. So what we're going to do is breathe in at this point and bring your hands over the top of your hands from wherever they are. They were sitting in your lap or on your knees. Oh, your women, your feet should be at a bird, at a V shape going from going to both corners of the wall, the left and right corners of the wall, because how your energy flows. All right, so breathe in, circle our hands up. And over our heads and down to Buddha hands at our sternum, bringing those thumbs right there to the sternum. And unlock the heart, locate that area. It doesn't necessarily have to touch, but just just being able to put your arms, putting your arms in this placement, enhances the energy flow for this time period. Okay, so we're gonna breathe in. And then bring the hands up over the head. Um, 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 those are the three, three um, mantras I had planned on um, playing the background, happening in the background to 
Singing Bowls. But it seems that something's going on with the playback on on the audio here, the audio sound. So, so we're just gonna go through it. So we got our hands in the Mystic Pyramid, or form like a triangle, with the fingers, the thumb, you know, at the bottom, at the base, and then the other three fingers touching the the point finger and the middle finger touching and whatnot. If you can touch all of them together, do so. You know, it's up to you. But uh, bring it up over the head. Imagine the color purple coming from the um, crown chakra or the bindu spot where the soft spot is in the back of the head. Imagine the color purple coming down into the crown chakra, into the bindu spot, breathing in and breathing out. Once again, go back up. There's purple on the top, green in the middle, and red at the base chakra. So green at the heart chakra. Green is going to still have the hands going up vertical, and then when you go to the root chakra, invert the hands, and they go down to shape the feet at the root chakra. So we go back up to the top. We'll do these three more times so they'll be accurate. Relaxing. Oh, oh, Normal abdomen breathing and 
and uh, or normal deep abdominal abdominal breathing and uh, and um. What the computer can say. Now, so I'm good. And, um, Laura, with a deep abdominal breathing and, uh, the reverse, reverse abdominal breathing. So that's the, that's the washita, shuwashita. But it stimulates that energy and brings it up. Not in the cycle, completely like like I was saying with the magician, but it brings it up to brings up that uh, cooling energy, the snake energy, watch it up, cooling energy, and it just spirals back to the pineal gland. So the breath, watch it up. It stimulates, so it's going to wake it up and then give you a good rush. So this is how we're going to do it first is uh, you breathe in. So we're sitting in a comfortable position still. And we breathe in. It's still the 636 breath. Well, you can do it however you feel. If you want to, if you have an alternative means of uh, breathing, if you breathe timing, that's up to you. But um, this is the basic. the basic concept or the basic style of this of this inner size. So breathe in through the nose, make the abdomen loss, you know, like the um, beach ball. And then hold it for three. Breathe out the nose. Let the abdomen go as close to the spine and up towards the diaphragm without putting pressure on the chest. And relax for three. And now reverse breathe. Allow the abdomen breathe in. Allow the abdomen to go towards the spine. And breathe out for six. Or however many, uh, however your count is. That's, um, that's dependent on you. Okay. Breathe in again. Now we'll make our stomach large. Breathing out. Just the uh, normal. Deep abdominal breathing, over three, breathe out for six. Making the abdomen go close as possible to the spine and up towards the diaphragm. All right, relax. Then breathe in, let it allow the with the breath, the allowing the abdomen to go towards the spine. This is reverse breathing. Breathe in for six. Hold for three. And breathe out, relaxing the abdomen. So when we breathe in, on this breath, we're allowing the abdomen to be large like the beach ball, breathing out. Remember to bring up the perineum area very gently, very subtly. With no force and can open force to bring up the bring up the area very very gently. Tongue is at the roof of the mouth behind the teeth, and let's not forget the chin lock. So the head is going forward slightly. It's lifted up. 
neck is as long as elongated and lifted up and then going forward slightly. With the chin going down. Not not going forward to where it feels like you're leaning forward or going back like you're going back. Where you feel balanced. And you can feel that lock where the energy is coming down. So you have the chin lock, the root lock, and the stomach lock with the tongue lock as well. Right, so we breathe, breathe in to the lower abdomen, reverse breathing. Hold for six, and hold for three, and relax for six. Breathing out. Breathe in. Stomach large like a beach ball, premium root lock. Turn lock, chin lock, hold for three, exhale, now it's the stomach lock. Relax, reverse breathing for six. Over three, breathe out six. No more deep abdomen, normal deep abdomen breathing. Breathe in for six. Over three, breathe out for six. Six. Hold for three. And breathe out for six. Stay relaxed. And if you recall with the reverse breathing, you're building weight on. Or I mean weight chi, which means external chi. And it helps with uh, protection or it's a, a, a actual blockage. It helps bridge, it helps a brigade or fortify you against pathogens or any type of bacteria or viruses. It also gives you a stronger exterior within your fascia, muscles, your tendons, and your ligaments, as well as organs. Exercises united together to do a lot of good exchange of energies, external and internal, giving you good protective properties and good means to eliminate or prevent, for that matter, any type of ailments to occur, as well as an emotional side of uh, the external or the young martial side of martial arts um, having a strong exterior meaning the skin is strong or building an iron body as it's mentioned in uh, Chinese folk- folklore. So, uh, this is one way, one aspect of building an iron body is to do this type of meditation. Um, okay. 
for this meditation, we will now now to be stimulated the Kundalini or the Pranic energy, the Chi. Now we will allow this energy to um, be fused into both left and right brain. So it's it's a part of the Wahe Nagaru meditation, but we're not going to do that tonight. We're going to do um, one aspect of it, what is the breathing, the breathing um, process within it, the breathing exercise. What we do is we put the thumb on the right nostril, the pointing finger at the um, third eye region, first eye region. Don't press it on it too hard. You have a dent there. We do this often. Um, and the middle finger on the left nostril. So first we're just going to clear clear the left nostril. Maintain it in there. Are they clogged? Good clogs. And we'll clear the right nostril. Anything that's in that. Make sure they're getting clear. The thumb is on the right nostril. Pointing finger is at the first eye region. Don't press down too hard right there. And the middle finger is at the on the left nostril. So we Take the finger, the middle finger off the left nostril and breathe in for seconds, seven seconds while holding down uh, with thumb on the right nostril and the middle finger, I mean the index finger, um, is at the um, first eye reach. So let's breathe in for seven seconds through the left nostril. Close off the left, left nostril for seven seconds. Breathe out the right nostril. Let it go up the right nostril with the thumb. And relax for three seconds. For seven seconds. We then do the right nostril for seven seconds. Stand relaxed. Hold down the right nostril with the thumb or hold it down. The left nostril with the middle finger. And we'll keep it the index finger. Remain, keep that at the first time each throughout. Then relax and breathe out the left nostril. Seven seconds. You can have the left hand in your lap at, uh, with uh, the wisdom mudra, the thumb and um, index finger touching. Breathe in through the left nostril. Seven seconds. Hold for seven seconds. Close about the left nostril. Time to the roof of the mouth behind the teeth and uh, my bed and, you know, keep the same posture, apply the same posture. Okay. Now exhale out the right nostril for seven seconds. Breathe in through the right nostril for seven seconds. Close off for seven seconds. Breathe out the left nostril for seven seconds. Breathe in through the left nostril for seven seconds. Close off 
close it off. Now let's breathe out the right nostril for seven seconds. Stay relaxed. Keep the mind as empty as possible. Pay attention and focus on the breath. Breathe into the right nostril for seven seconds. Close off the right nostril. And breathe out the left nostril for seven seconds. Do the last one. Breathe into the right nostril. Breathe into the left nostril. Close off the right. I mean, the left nostril for seven seconds. Then breathe out the right nostril for seven seconds. I usually um go. I usually go from there and go into microcosmic orbit. I do the hand mudra of uh holding the mind where you grab your left hand grabs the thumb and it's placed inside of the right palm. So that's them, that helps with uh, uh physical application of visualizing the spiraling energy. And also assist with well, by putting pressure on the acupressure points within the hand, also stimulate certain energies within the lungs. To process our breath. More abundantly throughout this, uh, throughout the exercise. All right. So the microcosmic orbit we do is just imagine a golden light, a white golden light coming down to your to the bindu spot, the soft spot behind the head, coming down into the palmar gland region, into the cave of Brahma with the third ventricle, and into the periphery, and then down down into the body. By way of the baggage thing, it's connected to, to the pines going down the spine on both sides, intertwining with all the network of nerves and the different branches that stem out and collectively create central nervous system as they spread down into the sacral region now circulate the energy clockwise in the lower down region right to the sacral region you can actually rotate your body if you want in the clockwise manner to get accustomed to it and to visualize in your mind the connection between your first eye and this region at your lower abdomen, about an inch below your belly button, enable the energy clockwise, 
golden light. All right, now forming the ball, forming this orb, this golden light orb. The hidden light of the mortal body. Form the light, form the orb, circulate it, visualize the world, know it's there. Now, with slight pressure, with no force, but with intent, allow the orb to go into the area of the third and fifth vertebrae, lumbar vertebrae. Go to that area and then up the vertebrae. Go up the back, all the way up to the base of the neck. Go up to the seventh cervical vertebrae. Then go up the back of the skull to the top where the crown chakra is. Then allow it to go over into the pineal gland region, the first eye region, territory gland, and then breathe out when it goes into the to the cleft under the nose. And that's the cycle now. Allow as it goes down, allow it to go to the throat region, the throat plexus, into the solar plexus, into the navel plexus, and then back under to the perineum. And going back to the area where the third and fifth vertebrae um, resides, this will be equivalent. Uh, this is adjacent to the navel region in the front. So now let's go back to the cycle, the microcosmic orbit. So we started that region between the third and fifth vertebrae, going up the spine. First spot will be located at the heart after the after the um, initial entry on the third and fifth vertebrae. So it'll be right there at the solar plexus region in the back though. Then going up towards the base of the uh, cervical cervical vertebrae, seven spine in the neck. And then going up to the crown chakra at the top of the brain, located near the Hindu spot. And then going to the first eye region territory gland and breathing out at the cleft under the nose. Going down to the solar plexus region, first the throat region, throat plexus, then the solar plexus, then the navel plexus, then the perineum, and back up to the third and fifth vertebrae. And then go through the cycle again. The oil goes into the third and fifth vertebrae, goes up. Solar plexus, Goes up to the back of the throat, the cervical vertebrae, seven cervical vertebrae, to the crown chakra, to the pituitary gland, or the first eye region between the eyebrows, then down under the nose, breathe out, down to the throat plexus, solar plexus, navel plexus, perineum, then back up to the third, fifth region. See the orb. Go up so plexus, go to the the um, seven vertebrae, seven cervical vertebrae at the, in the neck. That's the atlas vertebrae. Go to the crown chakra, first eye region. Breathe out at the cleft under the nose. Going down throat plexus, solar plexus, navel plexus, perineum. Back up to the third fifth vertebrae. 
Breathe in. Third fifth vertebrae go up to the solar plexus. It's the neck region at the seven cervical vertebrae. Crown chakra. Pommel gland region. Pituitary region. Or first eye. Breathe out at the nose, at the cleft under the nose. Then it's throat chakra, throat plexus, solar plexus, navel plexus. Breathing out and then perineum. And breathe in once again. And then let's allow the orb to go back towards lower dantiana, the front of the navel plexus, when it's below the navel area, it's the sacral region. Circulate the energy again, sprawling in the area, counterparting clockwise. Follow clockwise. Breathe in. We have an hour to breathe in. Exhale. Inhale. Exhale. Inhale. Over three. Exhale. All right, so now bring, we circle our hands back over our head, forming the Buddha prayer hands, hilltop hands, peace hands, prayer hands, but not bring them, bring, this is, I call it the key, key hands. So bring the hands um, back into the sternum area. Breathe in. Out and breathe in, and we make the um, the triangle shape inverted, going towards the root chakra, and it will be um the low um visualizing red, and then we go to green at the heart chakra, and purple at the crown chakra region. Um um it's um ah and um. So arm is low. So breathe in. Six seconds. Um, so on red, inverted. The hands are inverted in the triangle. Then we bring them back to a normal triangle, having them going vertical up at the heart region and at the crown chakra. So at the lowest region, at the root chakra, breathe in. I'm tone deaf, so let me make sure I'm going up the scale, the chromatic scale. Once again, 
So you, I mean, the more you do it, the better you are going to become all around in general. And this is just meditation. It's not even including um, the qigong and like tai chi or any other type of aspect of uh, the yogic aspects where you're tying in the breath with the body and utilizing intelligence or spirit and, and to help bring about mind activity and connectivity with body, not just introducing uh, a semi-complete uh, structure of the ideology of what could be with the lack of truth because we are not breathing properly or, or some other aspect is degenerative due to another uh, application not being readily available. And that's basically because of miseducation. So, so yeah, meditation is a very good um, exercise and exercise to have around to keep one healthy in all aspects of the word health, you know, not just physical, but spiritually, uh, mentally, and emotionally healthy. All right, so speaking of meditation, well, well, if y'all hadn't noticed, but well, I don't know if anybody else out there is like this, but I've been going to sleep real early here lately. I mean, actually, I'm, it's almost past my bedtime. You know, I've been going to bed. I went to bed. When I went to, to rest at 5 o'clock the other night. Woke up at 10. No, woke up at 12. Around 12.30 or something. And then went back to bed. Went back at about like 1.30, 2 o'clock. I back up at 4.30 and was up, you know, it's been a routine for about like two weeks now that I've just started going to bed a little earlier. Maybe due to the time change, which I had no um, recollection of. I, I forgot about that we were in, you know, we now in the autumn, so it's the autumn fall back and it falls, so time falls back. But I, I, it just it, uh, slipped my mind about the time change. I was at the store and somebody said, well, how you... Uh, how you feel about the, the time thing? What's up? What you mean? And like, you know, you know, the time switch and everything. I'm like, what time are they? Yeah. Uh, time changed about four days ago. I was like, shoot. <laughs> I didn't know. You know, I, I wouldn't really, you know, being attentive to that. You know, if it wasn't for the digital age, you know, and computers and, and cell phones is automatically updating. I guess for the most part, um, then I wouldn't have known. I, I wouldn't have known it was uh, that's uh, other than and the, I, like I was saying, you know, approaching this. Um, I feel that because the reason I feel that I, I'm going to sleep early is because it's the sun, of course, um, rising earlier and it's also going in about the hour and a half, two hours. Early. So uh, you know. That means we're not getting uh, a full amount of sun. And I put on some weight too, so that means I'm not moving as much, you know, as I, as I was. So, and uh, I'm going to sleep that early. But one night I was, I went to sleep. I got a day couch. Well, I call it a, a day. It's a day bed. Um, it's like a half half couch, half bed couch speakers. You know, so I'm, it was sometimes uh, it's in it's in the room where I'm at right now where you know I do uh, it's just like my den I guess you'd say 
or living room. You know, ain't no TV in here, but it's something. We can watch something. I turn the projector on and stuff. But uh, if I don't watch something, rather or whatnot, whatever's going on. But anyway, so I got on the day bed over here, the day couch, couch bed, and I was decided I nodded off and went to sleep. It was probably like 7 o'clock. And uh, something was on my ankle and woke me up. I jumped. I said, what the fuck? It was one of my friends. It was old, uh, you know, Ben. Ben. Uh, Stuart Little, you know, little little Minnie and Mickey or whatever, you know. It was crawl- actually up my pant leg. It crawled up my jogging pants. It was going up my my calf muscle. I felt this little rascal, you know, and, you know, kicked my leg. get jumped up off the couch, kicked my leg, and it blew out. All right, so I just went ahead, got up after a few minutes and went to bed. But that night, I was uh, having a dream about two hours later, I guess. I was having a dream. And uh, for some reason, in the dream, there was the mouse, and I was talking to the mouse. But then some said, you talking to the mouse. You know, that, that rational mind, you know, spoke to me. You know, that left brain was like uh, logically speaking to me like, you know, that mouse is speak is talking to you in your dream. That don't happen. That ain't right. So uh, it just ran by me just now. Oh shit. Oh anyway, anyway. Alright, so <laughs> so I'm like, oh well, that mouse talking to me. so I went back to the physical reality and I felt something at my right ankle again in my sleep state, but I felt it in the you know, the real reality or the uh, real time, you know, physical reality. So uh I felt it and I rubbed it with my left foot and I felt something. It was like it was something really there. So I woke up and I jumped out the bed. Like I jumped in the air. While I'm in the air, I turned around in the air and I landed with my, um, I landed on my jogging pants. My jogging pants were caught up under my heel. I landed on my jogging pants, tripped up, flew in the air, and fell my back up against the bookshelf that's in my bedroom over there. It's like a little bookshelf. It ain't got books on this one, but it's stuff on it. I got things on it, arranged on it. But I fell back, went up against that joint. I jumped right back up automatically. You know, that, that's a sign that someone's hurt you know, automatically when they jump right back up at me. So, <laughs> so I jumped right back up and started laughing. You know, got back in the bed. You know, I didn't even really check myself out. Well, I'm old, though. Mind you, I had, uh, I, like I said, I had put on some weight. So I, I had put on some weight, and I was doing yoga. This was probably like a week before this happened. But I was doing some yoga, and um, one of the last postures is standing on your head and turning your body left and right, like twisting your, your torso. So um, I was about to t- twist my waist or whatnot on, uh, on this posture, standing on your head. And I twisted it to the left, and as I tw- was twisting, going into the left, my back, but I guess with this extra weight that I wasn't accustomed to, and I, my back said, clack. I said, oh. So I went back to straight mode. I tried to go to the right. And I said, nah, let me go ahead and get down from this possible this time around. I'm like, attempt this. So, uh, you know, the next night I did the, I went dig the yoga, went, the whole, went to the whole set. Didn't even think about it. I felt it though. I'm like, oh, that's strange, you know. So this, but then you know, after I did that, I did yoga maybe twice throughout that week. But then 
after I fell, it was already, I felt it in my in my spine, you know what I'm saying? I felt it, and I'm like, what the heck? It's starting, I'm starting to really feel that. I need to start, you know, go ahead and get to this corrective measures and do something to cure this, get this right. But then I failed, so it put a little bit more hindrance on, you know. So now, today, I'm the third day that I've been really, like, in the healing process, still yoga, and I'm not doing that that stretch right now. You know, standing on my head, I don't think that's impossible. You know, I don't think that would be recommended, you know, to do that right at this moment. But I thought about going to the chiropractor, too, and I'm like, nah, chiropractor, yeah, I had I had an experience with the chiropractor a few years ago, and you know I was good, I was good, and I went back just to I just I guess to just say peace or whatnot, show face, just to be like hey what's up, you know, because I I had been in like three months that I was doing it on my own, but and I also went out of town to like St. Louis or something about two weeks, you know, I I went back on my diet a little bit, I was over protein basically, I was putting on Wheat, it's the more wheat. I was eating wheat back then, putting a lot of wheat in, and you know, just like I said, over protein, which which causes uh, a bunch of acidic type of uh, reactions or toxic reactions. So, you know, my skin was breaking out, stuff like that. But I also was going back into the mode of uh, sciatica uh, issues because I could feel that it, that issue um, resurfacing in my lower back or whatever. So. You know, I got back home, went to the, went to the chiropractor, made a point. Like, you know, you know, I just wanted to see because I was getting a little pain right here. You know, I haven't been in three months, so you know, so but he did something, and whatever he did, it hurt. It made my back hurt worse than when I started going to him for the sciatica issues. You know, this is before yoga, and I, I mean, it was right at the same right at the same period when I started doing the yoga. And uh, and doing the raw food and vegan and everything, this is at that point because I went back due to the fact of regression of going back and going against what I you know what was uh, beneficial to my body or whatever to the to the divine soul as far as what I'm doing you know in my observation and my participation with it. so. You know, I was like, uh, you know, but uh, as time went on, you know, it was about uh, two weeks. You know, I could feel it. It was hurting, you know, about a week I could feel it pretty pretty good. So I started to do uh, to the yoga again. So I, was, I went back into the yoga and the raw food for about, I think, three weeks a month. You know, I don't do raw food all the time anymore, but, I, you know, I'm like, I'm still a vegan and everything, but uh, that um, that idea of going to the chiropractor flew out as soon as it came in. So I decided not to go back to chiropractor, chiropractor. And I've been getting it in, and like I said, uh, today was hard day. I mean, there's uh, a lot of young. On Tuesdays and Sundays, it was just like a uh, Sunday being sun and your fire energy, and today is uh, planetary energy on Tuesday is Aries, so that's fire energy. Yeah. I'm going, planetary energy is Mars. Uh, the ruler, the sign is uh, Aries, but um, 
you know, planetary energy is Mars is fire, so just like uh, planetary energy is the sun is fire on Sunday. So I, I do hard days on those two days just to get it in, you know, and you know, follow suit to nature a little bit. Yeah, but then some days I might do it on Thursdays. It just depends. I might go in on Monday, depending on how I feel and what's going on the day before or that Tuesday or Sunday or whatever. All right, but uh, so I'm, I'm getting it's a lot better now. You know, I can run again. I mean, I, I went, we went running, me and my people that I trained with, and uh, I thought it was my lungs because I felt it right there in the center of my chest. I'm like, what the heck? You know, initially, I didn't really think it was nothing going on like that. And then I said, hold on, nah. That's in my lungs. That's that spot. You know, I don't even feel it like that now. I can jump up and down and stuff, but, yeah, you know, it just so I just started meditating. I did a few uh, different qigongs that stimulate um, bringing correct alignment to the spine. Um. B12s, uh, B, B1 uh, for uh, connected neuron, I mean, neuron cells, endings, connected cellular tissue, um, doing a lot of vegetables. Well, that's, that's about a week, though, you know, just keep it in there, you know, making sure that that's, you know, of course, that's taxing. That's that. Pretty much, I've uh, replaced all my supplements, you know, as far as vitamins and minerals, with uh, astaxanthin. And I still do a few, but most of them are some type of powder. But you know, astaxanthin is is major. It's something special. You remember, astaxanthin helps uh, increase or enhance telomerase. For telomerase is the actual enzyme that produces the telomeres, and those telomeres are are what increases or keeps one young and vital and healthy. And I I mean, throughout the last week alone, I've had like four people come up to me and ask me how old I am. (laughs) Like, uh, they're like. What was it? matter of fact, today when someone at the grocery store was like, you don't eat meat or something, they're looking at my grocery cart. And uh, are you trying to eat healthy? You must be healthy, actually. You know, I, I attempted. I, I've seen the downside of not being healthy, so I attempt to stay on the upside of being healthy as much as possible. You know, I really didn't get into an explanation, but uh, all in all, so we was talking and they looked at me and they said, uh, how old are you? I was like, I'm old. So, <laughs> anyway, I, yeah, I told him my age. I said, I'm 39, but I'm 42. He said, uh, she said, I'm jealous. She said, what? She said, uh, this kid looks like you could be about 34, 32. I said, that's what's up. You know, thanks. You know, appreciate that. And uh, then another person, someone last week, it was this week or last week, someone was like, uh, they asked me, they got out the blue, they asked me how it was. And they know I do Tai Chi, said, they said, it must be that cheating. <laughs> uh, but they always joking like that. I guess it's just something, you know, some people, uh, is that cheat? 
and mess up your chi flow, which is real, you know. That's why I would, that's why I call it obtain, retain, and cultivate. So you don't want to mess up your chi flow. So retaining after you after we obtain, meaning after we take in the proper nutrients, we take in and uh, uh, meditation breaths. You know those deep conscious breaths that um, that have intelligence or life embedded within the within that breath. Uh, being around good holistic information and putting that that light into the cellular structure and the, and the memory structure, and then cultivating it and allowing it to cycle within the body, but with mind or with you know with wisdom, with the E, what is called the E, allow that energy, the spirit, to rise and go back up to the final plan and then. When that energy rises and the body is in the holistic, or the body is at a point where it's, um, you could say it's the, the perfect man or the Christ body, uh, you know, the, the X man or whatnot. You got the cross on the back, whatever. But this this body is able to uh, utilize the energy and bring it up. As it rises, it uh, stimulates the pituitary and pineal gland to produce those energies. And when, like, would not happen to um, be over excessive with enzymatic actions or any type of relation of energies within the body, that those energies, which is um, is in imminently is melanin, it still has to have a task of sort of sparks of enzymatic action over that light goes and does uh, its magic. It goes out into, instead of having to utilize its psychic energy on the physical body, physical plane of what is, uh, as it holds it together, it can go and do, utilize that same potential, that psychic potential in a metaphysical arena outside of the physical by, by obtaining, retaining, and cultivating. Obtaining the proper nutrients through proper eating or diet or whatnot, sustenance, and by deep breathing exercises or exercises, and then by bringing the energy up from the base region to the crown chakra or the upper dantian, and cultivating the energy in the microcosmic orbit and then utilizing it to grow and prosper. So meditation is very positive, very powerful. I've used, just sitting in a lotus helps with correct alignment of of spinal, of the spine, the order vertebrae, and other, the structure in, in its completeness. You know, it took like I said, it took me a couple of years to be able to actually sit in the lotus comfortably for a long period of time. Still working on it, but you know, I mean, actually, I you know, I could sit in for hours. You know, just sit. I might be a little stiff after when I get up, but you know, give thanks. You know, keeping with it, staying with it, staying committed. And you know, that's uh, like I said, that's my passion too. That's what I do. That's what I'm here to offer as well. 
for those who are seeking to learn more about their uh, self-realization, how to access their avenues, not on just a mundane level, but on a emotional, mental, and spiritual level to where you can um, go through these situations that we call patterns in life without having the emotional connection to it on a mundane level, on a worldview level, and also having a mental perspective to where where we, in, in an observation and a participation throughout our activities and our experience, we have a, a connection that is uh, interpersonal, but is also universal. So it won't be so um, deliberately spellbinding when caught up on the egotistical or the, the personality that has been inevitably molded by the external means or the external reality that is not really existing. There's only a, a, a mere illusion that is a, a facade, basically, that has veiled the true reality which is our unlimited potentials, our limited gifts. But as God is here in the experiential to experience within his own self in this temple of man that we have created, then we go through what we call struggles or um, resistance. And that's how you know it's real. That's how you will, you know what I'm saying? Because without resistance, then we wouldn't be here. Because just like gravity, you know, gravity keeps us down. Otherwise, we float to the center of the universe or the galaxy or whatever place because of the resistance from the time that we came into physical existence. There was resistance. So, so bringing back into a spiritual vestue um, of, of thought or whatnot. Then one will have to, one would spiritualize more or less the physical applications, and in that, and in that sense, it will build that uh, the activity of un, of unification of both realms of lower, higher, whatever I want to say it, or physical and, and spiritual. But by spiritualizing. The physical activities or the physical applications that we endure, and we say this, that, 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 that struggle or that um, that resistance will not will no longer be a resistance where we broadcast it as uh, some type of reactive emotion in a in that worldview type of reaction, but it would be a reaction of a spiritual or higher um, reactive emotion where it's not based on the opinions or the um, the focuses of our opinions that have been absorbed over the period of our life or lives, you know, basically. I, so with that said, there's a, oh, yeah, I made another Another type of meal. To, it's not really a meal. I can talk about. It's a plate. I don't know. Meal. Well, that chablam. Oh yeah, last week I mentioned the chablam. Chablam. You just get the banana, 
Get you some coconut oil. That coconut oil is something special, too. Um, rub it on your skin like coconut oil. But that coconut oil, um, and put it in the blender or food processor and blend it down. It's like baby food. You can put, like, two capfuls of water or whatever, maybe a little bit more, because that banana is a lot more pulpy than uh, any other type of fruits or vegetables. So basically, just gonna just break down into a like a puree, or whatever. But uh, two bananas or whatnot. Then put it, to, then mix it with the chia seeds and uh, spin it around. There you have it. After the chia seeds have been in the water or the um, aloe vera water, if it's aloe vera water or coconut water, however you do it, or if it's plain water. You might want to add a, a couple packs of stevia or some type of um, natural sweetener. But uh, the the one that I made this week is uh, called blackened chia fried apples or apple fries. Blackened chia apple fries or fried apples. This is how you want to look at it. I like the uh, apple fries. Blackened chia apple fries. So basically what you do is you get some coconut oil. Now, coconut oil ain't cheap. You know, it's like $12 for the big jugs, organic type, uh, you know what I'm saying, um, non-GMO. So, but just get you like a half a cup of it and or, you know, one-third cup, put it down there in the pan, turn the pan on hot or maybe... Turn the paint on high until you hear it sizzling and a little smoke is going, then turn it on low. Then what I do is I let it I let it stay on low for maybe about five minutes while I might be doing something else, like getting the apple sliced up or fixing something up, trying something else, whatever. You know, it's all right. All right. Yeah. Um, then after that, get the um get you some well, I use the cinnamon. I, I use cinnamon, a little turmeric, um, a little ginger. Um, two packs of uh, stevia and some salt, sea salt. I I do the pink Himalaya sea salt, uh, and I you know just spend a little bit of that over there inside the grease. I put all that in the grease after it's been sitting. I take it off the eye, I sit it away from the eye, then put the put the um the spices in there, the herbs in there, or whatever. And uh, what are the spices, you know what I'm saying? So then I, you know, I put a little spin on that, stir it all together. Don't put the chia seeds in there to last, but okay, so after that, get the apples cut up. If they ain't cut up, get the apples. I, I let that sit, you know, for a couple of seconds, let it start to get hot a little bit, keeping it on. I turned it down from high now after, after, after about, like I said, you start smoking and everything, just a little bit of smoke. Don't let it black. Just a little, you should hear it sizzling, a little bit of smoke. Turn it down a little. Then let it sit right there for about five minutes, then put the spices in. Then add the apples. After you take it off to the heat, add the apples. So you put the apples in there. Let the apples get all of the, um, it's going to be a color, like yellowish, brownish uh, tint, the, the coconut oil with the spices and everything mixed. Let it get all the way over on the apples real good. Let it absorb and saturate in there for about five, ten minutes cooking. Put it on about, not high, but maybe like if you're setting for high, 
if you go from high to ten, nine, eight, put it on about seven or whatnot. Not all the way, but on high, but like six or seven, and, and pay attention to it, spin it around a couple of times, but don't allow it to get sticky. It ain't going to get sticky or nothing like that, really. I haven't had that problem. But keep it on that for a few minutes, all right? And then, you know, just spin it around. Going to keep it on that for about five, ten minutes. It, long, the longer, the blackened. So it'll be like the fry, the French fry or, or the... Um, the burnt type of French fry, not really burnt, but more or less like a uh, fried apple. You know, ain't no flour or any type of uh, bread, and the bread is going to be on this. So, besides minus the chia seeds, that's not really a bread, but so we put that in there, spin it around, and um, well, um, put the apples in there already in there. Let it do that for about 10 minutes, then take it off the heat again, get uh, um. Chia seed, get the chia seeds, and now this is up here, but this is how I do it. Black, this, that's why it's called blackened chia um, apple fries. All right, so you put the, you get a half a cup or one third cup of chia seeds, and you make sure you liberally pour them over all of the apples on top. All right. After they've been absorbed in all that the um the oil and everything for about five to ten minutes on on about seven, then you turn it down, putting all the chia seeds on there, then allow that to sit on high for about well not on high for about but about uh, about six seven to about a excuse me, pardon me um for about five to ten minutes. At the same time, stirring that this this time you got to really pay attention. And then, well, yeah, about five minutes, not ten minutes. Then after five minutes or whatever, turn it down low, continually stirring it, and then you got to put your spinach on the plate, vinegar, olive oil, sea salt, whatever you want to put on the the spinach or your kale or whatever type of salad you might eat. I I'm not sure. I, I do a lot of spinach. You know, that's why I always say spinach. You know, last week I was saying lettuce for some reason. I don't know about that. But, uh, so get the spinach, spin that around on the plate, and put the apples on there. Got your apples. I might, I put the apples like on a circle going around the outer edges. I might have something in the center like some queen wool or some brown rice and queen wool, brown rice or, uh, what else? Uh, chia seed. I might do the chia or like chia sublam or the black or the splam. What I mean, uh, to, to splat. To splat, that's just the, that's the chia, spinach, apples on a plate. I might do that like that with the apples going around now and the apples inside of the chia seeds. Oh, that's, that'd be pretty all right. But uh, that's that that's that plate right there. And that's well, that's that type of meat. The actual um, um, directions to making black and teal um, apple fries. So that's blackened teal apple fries. It's pretty good, you know. It's just taste. 
you eat by itself, it looks weird. All the food that I ever make looks weird. Everyone that always tells me it looks kind of gross, but then it tastes too like, can you make me some? I'm going to take some home. <laughs> like, I'll try. It might not be the same now, but it'll be the same. It's always good. Every time I make it, it's going like to get better. No. So last week, uh, last F on Tips and Tricks Tuesday, we talked about a few things. But, oh, yeah, this week, like I said, I was just going to go over a few meditations um, and also give some tips and tricks on on uh, preventative measures, encouraging measures of uh, the common cold that or flu and in some cases pneumonia that's going around and that's coming come again to the winter season. And the reason being, well, my uh, seafood, my Tachi instructor, he has had the, he had the flu at first. He has pneumonia pulled on, or something like that, but he's had it for maybe three and a half weeks now. It was the third week going in this week that he hadn't been in class. He finally came back to class and talked uh, last week, which was major, you know what I'm saying? He was looking good. That's what's up. Good things. Put me high thoughts, your prayers, whatnot, your meditations. You know, um, some high high thoughts and high positive vibrations towards him to help, help allow him to uh, get healthy again. He has uh, some issues. He has a uh, called melanoma, so his immune system is kind of weak, you know. But he's beat the actual hardest parts of melanoma. The, the cancerous parts years ago, he had it for about seven eight. Beat the stage four elements of it, and you know he's still kicking and doing the tai chi and everything, hard points, soft points, hard points. Don't know how he's you know doing it, but you know when these seasons change like they do, and so you've, uh, you know whatever's going on, you know him being that he has a weaker immune system, but. Some of us out there, he's a Buddhist monk, so he, you know, no sugar, no salt, you know, water out there. Out there. His diet's very strict, but, you know, being what's going on out here, some of us are, you know, we, our immune system might be weakened due to over, uh, over uh, indulgence in lactose or milk, basically uh, milk, or, you know, because that forms mucus, it could be because of wheat, and we have a, um, uh, maybe not what they call half celiac disease or gluten, you know, being allergic to gluten, but we may be having allergic reactions to certain aspects of the wheat, and that just might be due to our blood type and not necessarily a celiac disease issue, but that uh, that we could be causing uh, issues within the lower abdomen that could cause issues within our uh, respiratory System and that, in that, in essence, is going to cause issues within our immune system because we're going to be producing entirely too much mucus, uh, attempting to allow the body, where the body is attempting to um, heal itself and um, go back to a normal state of being. So it produces more mucus than it's necessary. It's healthy mucus, which is always going to be cleaning out and purging or or taking what's necessary, like getting the nutrients and stuff or food that ain't broken down properly and, and breaking it down a little bit more. But when there's more mucus, then it has to be excavated or evacuated from the body, basically. 
So it goes into the nose, the respiratory system, it comes out the eye, the ears, wax, what not. It comes out the, the um, armpit, it comes out as bumps, uh, it comes out the armpits as uh, bad odor, feet as bad odor. Um, it could be an itching aspect, eczema, whatnot, you know, skin rashes. We're going to get into that, but uh, to help uh, with the common cold, which is all over the place, and, you know, like I said, we're going into this uh, this era right now of winter. Winter is uh, dealing with, well, right now we're in autumn, and autumn is dealing with in traditional Chinese medicine. It pertains to the lungs. Okay, so with the lungs, let me walk in here to the kitchen and get this menu. I'm just meaning to bring it up, but with the lungs, you got a, you got a few different edibles like broccoli, uh, celery. Let's see. Um, so I keep a menu around. It's a day-to-day menu. For each uh, day and pertaining to the energy of that day, meaning the energy of the um, the organs and what food elements or what nutrients within those food elements can be can help enhance that organ on that day and in that season. So, being that we in um, we're now in autumn in the lungs or is a uh, Metal is the the element of of autumn, and the energy is is uh, or the organ is the lung. So to help purge the lungs and to build the to build the lungs, some of the good edibles that uh, have the elements that are required for this type of type of time of season are um, uh, grains would be rice, brown rice, of course. Um, not GMO, organic beans, navy beans, those white beans, but they call navy beans. Uh, the vegetables, white onions, if you eat onions, uh, cabbage, uh, turnips, radish, cauliflower, celery. Um, fruits, uh, pears, you see how the pear look a little bit like long, a little something there too. Uh, and the meats are cod, flounder, beef, and turkey. In moderation, don't overdo the meats. I don't know. Always have more vegetables on your plate than anything else. More vegetables than anything else. Can't say that. Reiterate that more than a little bit. Raw leafy green vegetables are by far the best. You know. Fruits in the morning, protein, and uh, vegetables in the afternoon, and uh, a mon—I'm not a monosaccharide, but a polysaccharide or uh, a long-chain carbohydrate at at night, or something like uh, turkey or or um, fish. If you eat meat, if you're going to eat meat at after at seven o'clock or whatnot, then that'll be okay. Uh, fruits at night, <clears throat> banana, sorry, but the best would be something that is low in glycemic reactions like uh, cherries if it's in season. Um, 
um, not blackberries, but uh, cranberries. Uh, what's the other fruits? The strawberries. They're not the high glycemic value. But those uh, fruits that are not that sweet, those are good for nighttime, so you won't produce too much insulin out of your pancreas, and um, which requires to be broken down. And so that residual will just be sitting there in the liver, and if it's not used in the liver, then it's, uh, the residual turns into unused energy, and that sometimes turns into what's called cholesterol or fat, and it sits in the body as uh, as inflammation or fat because it's uh, it's not being properly assimilated as as nutrients should be through the blood and into the cells. All right, so, you know, again, the colds, you know, so being that it is, uh, the lung injury is uh, what is operating right now in autumn, it is good to purge it with uh, white onions, uh, grapefruits, uh, and uh, also vitamin C. Vitamin C is very good, but uh, cold symptoms are, are, you know, the trigger bile type of things. They're not colds aren't not really like uh, triggered by bacteria, so to speak. It's typically like somebody touch somebody or whatever, you know. And the reason that I get cold or I, the pathogens or the, the bacteria affects me is because my immune system is depleted or is weaker. It's not strong enough to defeat that pathogen or to be able to not be, um, you know, affected by that that lower energy. All right, so what happens is since, uh, you know, like antibiotics, since it ain't, it's not a bacteria, antibiotics doesn't, doesn't really cleanse it out or purge it out of the system completely, so it's going to come back. You know, even with the, uh, you know, we, if, me personally, I haven't had a flu shot since like '96. Something like that, vaccinations or anything like that since back then. And I haven't been sick either, anything as well. But I've noticed, um, and it's, it's probably not just on the account of the flu shot or what over these vaccines, but I noticed a lot of people that get the shots. They they also uh, getting curious, coming ill, getting sick in a couple couple days. Some of them for weeks at a time. So I've, I've even heard tales of people actually die from getting uh, not the shot, but basically they get sick a couple of weeks later after they got the shot. You know, maybe it's the shot, right? You know, it's the shot. It's, 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 it cahoots or it course is also correlated with other. Like with the um, in general, like with the, the diet, whatever may be in the that the individual it's um, personal um, diet or whatever, and also the chemtrails and the other activities that may be taking place outside of that that's causing um, cleavages in the brain or these these splits 
to where the activity of thought is not connected properly, but also other things going on within the body. If the cleavage is in the brain, then, of course, it's not going to be flow vision to other parts of the body, or the endocrine system where the immune system is located. So that will cause us to be uh, more prone to catching colds or any type of other illness in, in the event of uh, those toxic, uh, that toxic buildup becoming an issue later on, which is happening, you know, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, all right, so, uh, you know, so we have with some good things to do. Vitamin D, we saying earlier, since it is like getting cold outside, you know, so the sun is not, we're not getting as much sunlight as we were, you know, and We've been melanated too. And so we have uh, a natural so called uh, sunblock, you know, sunscreen or whatever. So we need to, we should get more sunlight uh, a little bit, uh, like two hours a day or something like that during the heat, during the heat season or the hot season. But, uh, Right now, we can't really get as much, even if we were going to be able to go outside for two hours of uh, sunlight, it's not going to be, we're not going to absorb that much vitamin D. So it would be wise to get vitamin D supplementation, you know, if possible, you know, that is a good, good idea. Vitamin C, of course, vitamin C. Oh, it's good. Kiwis. Plenty of vitamin C. Of course, oranges, grape fruits. Um, kiwis also have a lot of vitamin E. Olate. Polyphenols, carotenoids. And all those are good for anti, they're like anti-inflammatories. And uh, free radicals. Free radical scavengers. Forgive me. They also help uh, upper respiratory tract infections. So if you, if you have a cold, um, introducing like kiwis or citrus fruits, red bell peppers, the broccoli again uh, to help with the lung issue, Brussels sprouts, uh, papaya, tomatoes. If you eat tomatoes and sweet potatoes, those will help um, if someone has a cold or or respiratory tract infection, and also if you just want to prevent from uh, uh, becoming sick or getting a cold in the long run. All right, so then you have uh, um, vitamin D, like we were just saying, most definitely sunlight is the best way to get it. But if you can't get it from sunlight, vitamin D3, good source. Um, but, but the best thing to do is preventive, and that's just like maintain throughout the year, just keeping a, a level head and staying in charge, you know what I'm saying, and noticing, observing what's going on with the body. You know what I'm saying? As I was not doing the other night, because I've done this before, and uh, I was like, 
you know, I've been in a situation where I've gained weight, and I was like, nah, I'm not going to do this strict for this pasta tonight. I'm not going to do this because I gained a little weight. I'm going to wait and you know, make sure I get this out because I don't think I'm going to be able to maintain through that. But the other night, yeah. So be observant and pay attention to the lifestyle, you know, just staying healthy mentally and emotionally. And, and the physical and spiritual parts, the spirit is going to infuse the physical if once the mind and emotions are attuned to each other and the emotions are running rapid and in control of the mind to where the body has no uh, has no real uh, control other than the senses that are operated through the energy and emotion related to the energy and emotion on the physical side of, of nature. In, in, it's ret- in retrospect, what I mean is uh, the aspect of nature on its lower sense or the mundane sense of the four lower root chakras. Uh, also, to uh, help strengthen the immune system, if someone has already acquired cold or flu, it's most definitely just sugars and rain. And any type of artificial sweetness, uh, as well as the processed foods, away from them, fix them a good, wholesome, holistic, natural, non-GMO, uh, organic soup, chicken soup or vegetable soup or whatnot, turkey soup with a good soup, good chicken broth or vegetable broth or homemade broth or whatnot, vegetable broth or whatnot. just, you know, just get that together for them and, uh, some good vegetables in it, and drink the broth afterwards in a cup or whatnot. And that cold is going to be gone, but be sure, and within a day, you know, it can be gone. Uh, but be sure to get the sugar out the, out the diet for those. Sometimes, you know, some colds last for a week, some colds two, three weeks, a month, depending on the immune system of that individual. But like I'm saying, um, that's a good way right there. Just staying healthy all year round, just being preventative through observation. But uh, if you do get a cold, be sure to take out the sugars and the grains and artificial sweeteners. Coconut oil, like I said, is very beneficial. It kills all types of viruses and bacteria from herpes to measles. You know, it it has a large acid which converts into monoglyceride that actually destroys the, like influenza, HIV, herpes, measles, um, as well as other uh, negative bacteria. So coconut oil is very strong. Like I was saying earlier, rub it on your skin like coconut oil. It works. Uh, apple cider vinegar, we were speaking on that last week, but apple cider vinegar mm-hmm. has a... Uh, Antifungal, antiviral, and anti-inflammatory properties within it, so it, it boosts your immune function very rapidly. What you're doing 
it raises your alkalinity too in the body. So just doing that every day is very beneficial and it helps with the preventative aspects of uh, catching colds in this time, type of season. And with the mu- mucus drainage too, if you do the apple cider vinegar, it's going to help bring out that mucus so you'll be just blowing it out or shitting it out, pissing parts up. You'll get it out of your body, you notice. Uh, raw organic eggs, good. Um, fermented foods like uh, like kimchi or miso. Miso is a fermented soy. Um, kimchi is uh, like cabbage, Chinese cabbage, if I'm not mistaken. Kefir is uh, some like curdled milk. It's almost like uh, buttermilk. Also, uh, yogurt. I do first thing. I do the coconut. I do the coconut yogurt or the almond milk yogurt every once in a while since I you know drink uh, all the dairy products, and that's pretty good. I got the blackberry. Type strawberry, vanilla. I like the vanilla plain. It's, it's decent. I try not to mix uh, proteins in. And, uh, carbohydrates like, uh, like fruit. I try not to mix anything too much, too majorly. But, um, okay, but garlic is also a good uh, antibacterial and antiviral as well as an antifungal agent. Consume it like it is, you know. Even though it put a little steam on that on that mouth, but that's the best way to take it in. I used to break it. I, I eat it like every once in a while. But I used to break down in one of my drinks or something inside the blender. And then I go around. Especially my mom, she had to let me do that. Your mom's always that. Like, you been eating garlic? Yeah. Three days later, I took two baths. You been eating garlic? Mama, I think you spent a garlic in three days. <laughs> yeah, that mom was all they didn't know. Uh, be that it's not like garlic. Uh, <laughs> um, organic vegetables, uh, raw, grass-fed um, beef, if you're going to do that as well, uh, being uh, the raw organic eggs. Um, Organic vegetables, dark leafy greens, you know, spinach, of course, I love spinach, kale, collard greens, uh, Swiss chard, uh, romaine lettuce, uh, napa, Chinese, but all of those have uh, antioxidants, flavonoids, as well as a large amount of vitamin C, so that'll keep that immune system strong. And help against infections. Uh, I like the juice personally, so juice is easier, but it's already broke down, so you, the body ain't got to do too much, or the enzymes ain't got to do too many reactions, like not sparking up stuff to get the you know the body jumping and flowing in that perspective. So, like I was saying earlier, if we don't have to have any, uh, if we don't have to have enzymatic actions pertaining to um, the assimilation or the uh, utilization or the the usage and functions of our uh, physiological structure, 
meaning the organs, then uh, or anything that's going on in the body, then what would take place is that those energies will have to, those enzymatic or that melanin or dark energy, that exotic matter, will have to go and, and be utilized somewhere. Or wherever you put your mind, she goes. And then the herbs um, are, are curcumin, and uh, curcumin has turmeric in it. That's that uh, vowel we be talking about putting in stuff. I, I put it on. I really like. I've run through about three <laughs> little bottles of turmeric a month. I, I was like, okay, get some more turmeric. I'm gonna dump that over him. So my banana. If I make a banana smoothie or whatever, it tastes like turmeric smoothie. <laughs> all that sweet banana is gone. Killed it with turmeric. It's dog stuff. Um, zinc. Zinc throughout the year will help or prevent any type of infections, but especially in this type of season, you know, just keeping the zinc around. You could take a. You could take after 24 hours of being having a cold. You could take the zinc and it. Uh, it actually cut back on the level of how strong that cold may have been or, or could have become. Exercise, of course, uh, if you exercise right when you, the same day you get a cold, if you exercise by increasing the body's heat, will allow the immune system to function in a more optimal state, and then that could burn out the cold. Uh, our strength has been used for thousands of years. It's a immune system builder. It helps you actually, um, it helps you piss out some of that. This is going to help you break, just break out that, that uh, toxicity and, and bring out to, and help build the immune system. Uh, organo, I mean, oregano oil. Oregano oil is hot. Now, just like olive leaf extract is a little different too, but that oregano oil, do not uh, think you're going to put two or three, uh, don't think you're going to put two or three drops of it in the water and drink that. Uh, just uh, one drop of it, and, and someone advised me to get thanks to the sister, she advised me to put it under my tongue and it'll take out some of that bite or that sting from the heat. So I started doing it like that and it actually helped. I put it in my drinks now, we just the whole smoothie and sometimes I may put it in my in like the vinegar apple cider vinegar in the morning. I might put a drop, but just, a, just one little little drop in the water and then uh, you know go from there. But the regular oil is very good too because it is an anti macabre agent and it helps kill off uh, bacteria like anti well, you know, microovals. Things that might be crawling around that may cause infection or whatever. So it helps enhance the immune system too. Mushrooms um are antibacterial and anti inflammatory has as well as antiviral properties. Intranitra, that's always been good. 
it helps with the combating colds and infections. So if uh, you know you keep the each nature around, you, you know get, when you get the cold, that's the best time to use that. I, you know that's one of those like that, like golden seal and things like that. You know, zinc could be all year round. Um, apple cider vinegar—that's something you can do all year round. Uh, things like that. Just keep the flow, keep your um, the flow going, and when anything that could come up like a a cold or you're around someone that has those illnesses, you'll have a good defense system, you know, a good uh, barrier to where those want, those type of uh, pathogens or those low energies won't affect you. You know, with the meditation, chi guns, and tai chi. As well, you walk around invincible. I'm trying to tell you, you got that iron body. You know, that's that. That's a superhero. That, 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 I, I mean, you know, the reason I, I say that is because I those stuff is gold. I like you know, that makes me aware that it is true. You know, I, I, I practice. I practice like every day, and or do I, we always participate with it? We look at it like martial arts. True martial artists, you know, it's an all-day thing. But anyway, you know, certain types of practices uh, that we may participate with can cause pain or, or injury. And like, you know, standing on your head, you know, even as a stretch, whatever, it can, it can be injurious or very or very harmful to the body. It's not one not curved, one is not curved. But with that pain, one can also heal. Or with that Young aspect, there's also a yin aspect. With one, when one can uh, unleash, unleash, one can also receive. When active, one can also be have nine movement. So you know, but okay, let's get back to this. Uh, what else is good? Oh, hydrogen peroxide. Put in. Um, it's a cap full of hydrogen peroxide in the ear and letting it sit in there for uh, about a minute or so, just swish it around. Then let it get out of there, and that can help with, uh, with uh, breaking down the mucus within the body and... and uh, Actually, five minutes. Leave it in there about five minutes, and then allow it to uh, start bubbling in the air. The best is three percent hydrogen peroxide, and uh, I'm not mistaken, Doctor Lane and Kadir, they got the they got the hydrogen peroxide too. They got the good grade organic type. You know, so get um, that from them. It's good for other things as well, just building that immunity, building immunity. You know, having a good, a good protective uh, system again, a good defensive system against anything that may come that way. You know, just because we we might walk into a room where twenty people, it might be fifty people or a hundred people in there, right? And twenty people might be sick with cold. You might walk in there and touch 
all 20 of those people in up with the code go home and we never get sick. But that's because we have a stronger immune system due to lifestyle, you know, and, and adaptation with stronger melanin. So if melanin is weak, it's going to adapt to that weaker vibration, that weaker frequency of energy and become sick. The melanin is strong and it adapts to it. It stays where it's at, basically. It's more, always just is always adapting. It absorbs the strongest grade of energy. The strongest grade of energy is always going to be what's multiplied over while it's, you know, analyzing and looking at that. All right, so this is five healthy foods that are not recommended, um, especially if someone's trying to lose weight. So these five healthy foods. The first one, granola. Boy, is uh, I don't know why that's crisp. Okay, uh, the, the, the granola bar. Um, although they say you know it's healthy for you, you got to look at it like this. It's a good mix. A lot of stuff put in, put into one little into a bar right here. You know, in one of my <laughs> something I do whenever I pick up an item that I've never purchased before, say this time at the grocery store, or whatever, and it's something that might be in a box. You know, you know, it's in a box. I mean, it's processed. You know, or, you know, I might could be getting some sweetener. You know, well, as I look at the ingredients, and if the ingredients, if the ingredients is more than two lines or three lines. I normally won't purchase it. It's just too much. It's over-processing. It's uh, taking and putting too many different ingredients in that. So I like the, what they call the package that God put it in. That's, but it comes in the package. God's package or whatever, nature's package, is basically the skin of the potato or the shell of the egg, maybe. I don't know. But it's the skin of the potato. It's the... It's the uh, the roots of uh, of fruit of the vegetable, you know, it's, it's the green on the celery. That's that's the, uh, the package that nature intended. So once it gets in that box, that ain't nature. That's not natural. But I just look at the ingredients, and if it's more than three, four lines on, like I said, I don't purchase because that means it's processing taking place. Even if it's a healthy food item, so granola bars. They're high in uh, fat as well, well, calories, 260 calories. That's what, uh, half a couple granola says, 260 calories. That's two and a half cups of Cheerios. You know, we, uh, I think a uh, serving, one serving of Cheerios is uh, three-fourths of a cup. So that would be almost three servings of uh Cheerios like that within that within the spectrum of a uh, uh, granola, it's 260 calories. So, and that's just half a cup. So, if I did two and a half cups of, of granola, that would be roughly what 400 and uh, well, 520 is two cups, it's one cup, I mean. So, 522 cups would be um. 
1,040. So that's 1,400 calories within two cups of granola. So that's, you know, 1,400 calories in just two cups. If I was to eat two cups of granola in within an hour or so, or two hours, or that's just something I'm eating, like snacking within two hours, I've already put in, what, what was that, 1,400 calories within two hours and haven't did anything to burn it off, then it's going to turn, the residual going to turn into some type of uh, snack. So it's not really a healthy type of option for another boss. A better option would be um, flaxseed bars because they have more fiber. Um, those uh, juice smoothies that they have out there, uh, like green machines, whatever, they, if you look at the sugar content in them, a lot of them are uh, like 20 and above. So that's a lot of sugar that, like we were talking about earlier, that the pancreas may not necessarily need. I think uh, 15 grams of sugar. It's almost 25 minutes here like that that the, the body breaks down a day then the liver. So the excess, I, I can't recall, it may be 25. Yeah, it's 25 grams of fructose, fructose at a time. Uh, so we put in, you know, 50 grams, you know, 25 grams. You look at a soda, I think a soda might have 48 grams in it, maybe. But if you look at it like that, then that's a, a lot of sugar that the liver has to try to process over and over. And that's why it eventually may turn into triglyceride fat and that or unhealthy fat. And that'll raise uh that can raise blood pressure and also cause uh, things like uh, cardiovascular disease and longevity. And also that liver disease where we have too much fat on it. So, and, and people with, definitely people with uh, diabetes, if you want a healthy option, that's not a healthy option because it can increase uh, insulin um, intake. Well, if you if you type two and you're taking the insulin intravenously or whatever, then uh, this could definitely cause a uh, spike in your blood sugar. Just on account that, especially if you did it at night, you know, this type of sugar at night. I know, you know, a few diabetics and uh, the better option probably would be green juice made at home from your own vegetables. And the apple, Granny Smith apple, is most preferably because it's low in glycemic values, like the the most sour out of apples. I don't like that fancy apples and all that. The Granny Smith apple is kind of low on the glycemic value. Again, that's one I I tend to uh, partake. I, I get that a lot. Okay, or organic crackers and cookies due to the processing of those as well. 
just because it say organic doesn't mean, uh, you know, don't mean it's healthy. You know, I used to, that was one of my things. I was like, oh, that's, that's organic. You know, what's this? So, some cookies out there. That was made, I forget the name of them, but, you know, but they, you know, they made pretty daggone whipping good. One of them was snickerdoodles, and they had chocolate, and they had uh, oatmeal or something like that, but they were also, they were salt baked type cookies, vegan, you know, non-GMO, non-gluten, you know, gluten-free, you know, everything was was organic. But then I looked at, you know, after, you know, here, so you'd learn something every day. So one day I'm looking at the ingredients, I was looking, I was like, safflower or canola or sunflower or these are all non-GMO organic oils, but they're still uh, omega-6s besides canola oil. But I was, I'm looking at the intake. I'm like, uh, this is a, uh, I'm, I'm putting more omega-6s in my body versus omega-3s. So we want more omega-3 intake than omega-6, and it should be a balance. Really, I think it's a one to, I think it's a one to six ratio. We should have that much over the over the um, omega six somewhere in there something like that, but, but we should definitely be getting more omega three than omega six due to the, uh, the information aspects, the information raising aspects of omega six, but also omega three helps with heart function, skin, uh, uh, brain function, eye function. It has anti-inflammatory properties as well as helps build the immune system. Omega-3 is very positive for the body as well. Um, Better options for crackers and cookies would be crackers with flax seeds again because the flax seeds are fibrous. And if we're going to do cookies, look for the stevia sugar, not the, uh, the other ones that has, uh, you know, like some type of fructose, some fruit, maybe cane syrup, something like that. That's still sugar. But try to keep it fibrous so it's going to go through the body and break down. You're going to get something like that. Keep it to a minimum. Well, I got those common belief just because they died on it well, that it's good for it. But the artificial sweeteners in it like aspartame or whatnot can cause uh, other issues later on in life due to uh, the results from it depleting brainwave activity as well. There's all, there's all types of stuff going on with the artificial sugar, I mean artificial sweeteners I would, uh, we already know. So, I mean, if we want to lose weight or anything, stay away from artificial sweetness. Uh, want to lose weight, eat beans, eat more beans, apples, um, definitely raw leafy greens throughout the day. Try to cut back on eating meat. If you eat meat, try to cut back on it. If you eat dairy products, um, try to cut that out as much. As well as uh, any type of uh, glutinous products, that would be wheat, um, oats, rye, barley, and uh, um, 
I forget the name of it, but it's it's a breed, it's a hybrid of uh, rye and barley, if I'm not mistaken, or rye wheat. Wheat, rye, barley, and oats most definitely can cause uh, inflammation and allergic reactions that may look be looked upon like weight gain, but in actuality, it's more weight gain. Um, a better option for the soda would be uh, lemon and sparkling water. With a, you can put a touch of, of berries in there. You could like some, some. You could mush down some berries and make a little drink with it. Like one berry mixed in your water, or two berries, or two grapes, or something like that mixed in the water. Just in the side of a blender, or or you could use stevia to sweet, or some type of natural sweet. All right. So that's that's that. That's the tips and tricks for this this app this evening. Um. So last week, like I said, we were talking about uh, Tomorrowland movie, and I forgot to mention at the end of the movie there was a uh, a part where they. I guess they got more recruiters or whatever, this little uh, thing, and they sent them out to to send, you know, to put out that pen so they could get those hopefuls, those dreamers, you know, find more people like uh, Casey or the female or the polarity or the dual aspect of Isaac or, or whatnot, Isaac Newton or whatever Isaac may be representing. All right, so um, at the tour, like I said, towards the end, they they uh, gave the pins out. But when the end credits, right before the end credits, about to come up, all the people that they handed the pins to were starting to, um, I guess, come to that, go to that Tomorrowland, and they will um, stand up like Casey did in that week field. And as they stood up, they would be looking at each other like, wow, where are we at? What are we doing here? You know, what's this? You know, but uh, one of the, uh, in the metanetical system, in the initiatic system, one of the meditations, one of the first initial meditations is to imagine yourself at those spheres and you plant your seed and uh, you got on all white or whatever and you have on that. The white crown of Osab, you know, whatnot, and uh, you're holding the the wasp scepter, and um, and you're standing in the 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 wheat field, and as you look out, after you plant the seed, as you look out, and you see all the other. This is actually a cornfield, but. In this movie, Tomorrowland is a, a wheat field, but in the meditative, in the uh, metanature uh, initiatic process, in the meditation, it's a cornfield. But you imagine you see all the corn as it's growing, you see it as, as Osar as well, as you as well. So, what that implies is multiplicity and all is one. So, in that meditation, you know, so. 
with, uh, you know, at the end, like I was saying, they everybody stood up and they looked around and looking at each other in the wheat field. But that um, that was symbolic of that meditation or that part of the meditation where the first meditation in that system, in that initiated process of that system, is imagine oneself as Osar, seeing oneself as Osar, knowing oneself to be Osar, but then looking out into um, the all, you noticing that all of those are all things that are growing from the abundance of life is equal or is uh, has the same potentials. But that was that was right there towards the end of the uh, tomorrow. Land. There's another couple of things inside of that movie that I did, but it's uh. We'll get to it in one second. We're actually down the road with it. Uh, what was what, 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 uh, the Isaac? The Isaac aspect of, of uh, the actual story and the, the biblical story, where um, Abraham is about to sacrifice his son Isaac, and I'm on altar, and then. The angel of God came and said, hold on, you got a, a ram up there in the tree. You see that ram? You know, get the ram instead, don't sacrifice your son. Well, sir, the only child, the only son of a, a sir. So uh, he got the ram and, and you sacrifice your ram instead. Well, I would slip my mind and, you know, I was like, hold on, I didn't even think about that one. Of course, uh, you know, the ram is... I mean, you gotta remember this is all allegorical and very in all symbolic meaning it's it's not it's archetypal type of energies that are relating to correspondences that deal with uh, cosmology. You know, as above so below. So you know, within the below aspects that's the lower energy or the animal within the taming the animal. Yeah, okay, so but within the higher aspect or within the um, cosmic aspect of dealing with cosmology in order, it's dealing with uh, the ram, is dealing with Aries energy or the, the time period of Aries. See, in biblical sense, uh, the Jews look at the age of Aries or inside of the Judaistic or Christian faith, they look at the age of uh, the age of uh, Aries as the actual time period of the Exodus. So, uh, the Exodus, if you look at a ram or also the sheep, or a sheep, which is also to be used as the, the animal of that zodiac or, you know, within the higher, within the astrological symbol. And the sheep or the ram is like a, it, it has a shepherd or it is following or is being led or is going out into the, the pasture, into the, as the scripture says, uh, to the seat or to the, the, the green pasture. But how's it go? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He leads me beside the green valley. He leads me beside the waters into the green valley. 
to the Green Pastors. Yeah. For his namesake. I'm mixing it all up right now. I know I'm messing it up, but uh, it's a go like that. But uh, so uh, it was that, you know, Aries right there. And I was like, oh, I didn't see that round. You know, uh, pertaining to, to Aries, but that's what it corresponds to in the cosmological sense because at that time period, this is right outside of uh, going from Taurus into Aries, Taurus is the time period of uh, the so-called uh, creation of Adam and Eve in that so-called 6,000 years ago or 4,000 BCE time period. We um, do the math on it correctly, though. We know that in that time period, there was a, a mankind created, the kind of man created in the laboratories of Shemti or the pyramids or whatnot, and different type of uh, avenues within those uh, within the subterranean levels of those of those uh, cults or mystery systems. There there was uh, implications of genetic graft, and that's on still in hieroglyphs. If one knows how to look at it in that aspect or whatnot, it pertains to uh, how how those different visualizations or, or those different uh, creative visualizations within the concepts of the hieroglyphs or the metal on the walls is what it's really speaking on. But uh, so I'm like, hey, that's Aries right there. So coming out of tower towards into Aries, and Aries is around. So like it's symbolically saying. You know, uh, we we just created so-called the sun or the man. You know, that's been somewhat banned from uh, the Garden of Eden now. And now you want to sacrifice or kill the man. Don't take the man. Now we're going into saying we're going into uh, to Aries and Aries is the Exodus time period. So I guess he's like the well within that. The allegory or whatever, the symbolism is saying, now we're going to use this this Aries energy, this Exodus energy, or going from one point to another, and uh, and get right within that energy instead of being caught up on on uh, on looking for on killing the man, which is and now we go into the Kabbalistic sense. You have uh, within that within that realm, you have man equaling out to the age of Aquarius, and you have eagle. Well, we're speaking of Taurus. Taurus. Taurus is the bull. And then you have uh, what you have the female. Well, I mean you have uh, Pisces as the two fishes, and then Aquarius is the man, and Aries the ram. Something I'm looking for here, though, didn't see it. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, 
before we get into what's into. So I was, I was like, hold on. So we got um, man, Aquarius. We got, and we have bull, Taurus. And I was noticing the similarities of that within um, the Yahweh concept or Yahweh concept in, in the Kabbalah. And I was like, wow, that has uh, Yahweh by Hey, but it has the first and the last, the Yah and the Hey. The first one is Yah, and that's man or the Aquarius. And the last one is Hey, and that's Bull of the Taurus. Right? That's coincidence. Have I an H factor like that? You know, or God and hey, Yahweh. And And, uh, I was like, okay, I guess that's a coincidence. I'll leave it at that and see what else adds up. And I thought about it, hold on, in the Bible, the revelations uh, speak on the four. The four beings that are, are around the, the throne, right? So I like, let me look into that a little bit. Let me see what's going on with these these faces. And for the you know these different these different animals or energies that's relating to the four four beings that's circulated around the throne. So the four beings. Or a lion, a eagle, a bull, and a man. I was like, oh, yeah. I mean, I, you know, doing the study and research, and you know, time. So I'm like, okay, so we got these four right here. We got that man and that bull again, but this time we got the lion and the eagle. I was like, what's going on with the lion and the eagle right now? You know, despite this within the the the, the um, schematics of of uh, of the four different ages that we have went through, now we are now in Aquarius. Aquarius being the latter, but it's the first letter, and the Taurus is the uh, previous, or it's the, it's the formal age that we had. The initiate, the so-called, the initiate mankind six thousand years ago, four thousand BC. This is a kind of man that was uh, made within the laboratory. And you have heard the story on Yakub and all that, so you know what I'm talking about. Um, you know, and the, like I was saying, the implication is is it's been on the stairs of the wall. Where if you if you see a pig or something like that. That's a mate or a cow that could be talking about, or like I said, implying uh, the knowledge of grafting or uh, being able to use genetics and alter or splicing and grafting the genes to create clones of, of beings or animals. If you recall, the, the pig or the original pig, the wild boar, is a graftation of. Uh, three different animals, the rat, the cat, and, and the dog. And the reason that was was put together or created was due to uh, leprosy. And 
Pharaoh at the time to see employed um Amotep and his uh, priesthood to develop a weapon that would defeat the leprosy in the hills. And that weapon was the wild boar because it would eat anything, so it would eat the leprosy off of the people. That wild boar eventually uh, became the domesticated pig, what they call the hog. You know, to slim down a little bit over the years, but it's still there and it's still big itself. But uh, but um, that's a mix between a rat. You know, you see that tail on it, just, uh, the size of a a dog. It eat anything like a dog and a rat. Amazon. And if you notice the face of it, it's like a cat. And you got that snout like a rat and a cat. You know, it's just it's just a mix of they got the hair. You used to have the hair like the like the like a dog. You know, so but uh so I was still as I was still looking at it, I was I was just like uh still something else. Let me see. What's going on within? What's really going on within this the cycle right here? This four with the Yahweh or Yahweh, which has Yod, the first, but it's the last. But we're in the age of Aquarius now, age of information, Christ age, Christ consciousness. And then we were, were in the, the initial age was the age of uh, Taurus. So those two, the lion and the eagle, the eagle is uh, Scorpio, relates to Scorpio. So the eagle turns into the phoenix bird, and the lion relates to Leo. All right, so then I looked at it, I was like, let me just look at this on paper. You know, so I can get an overstanding as a look at absorb the energy or whatnot. So I'm like, okay, you got Taurus, right? So Taurus, let's say we start there. That's the point that we start at. Then we go from Taurus over, um, go from Taurus over two because we go from Taurus. Aries, Pisces, to Aquarius. All right, okay, so then we go from Aquarius over to, so Aquarius over from, there will be, um, uh, Capricorn, Sagittarius, and Scorpio. So after we went over to, we get to Scorpio. That's one of the myths that that's that, that's the eagle right there. That's the Ba inside of the, the title Yahweh or Yahweh. So we we'll go over two from Scorpio. Over two from Scorpio will be um, Libra, Virgo, then Leo. So we had another missing, and that's hey, That's the other hey or the world of creation within the four worlds of the Kabbalistic point of view. But... Um, so now we have we went to Leo and we go over two from Leo. We have uh, Cancer, Gemini, and then we're right back at our initial start point at Taurus. So the four beasts within, or the four 
uh, the four uh, beasts within the circle around the throne are, in retrospect, different aspects or different angles within the uh, within the zodiac, within astrology. And those four beasts are really speaking on the complete cycle of 12 and the function of the one within the, or the sun within those 12 as it goes around in a cycle of completion, repetition, you know, infinite cycle. And the infinite cycle is the Tishin. So this is the microcosmic orbit. If you go back into the scripture, Revelations uh, chapter 4, verses 2 through 8, one of the verses speaks on um, 20 and 4 to 6, uh, clothed in white, in the heads and crowns of gold. And also it speaks on uh, the seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. And before the throne, there was a sea glass like into crystal. Okay, so the seven spirits, that's the seven chakras. And then the sea of glass is the melanin or the intelligence. And it says that at the midst of the throne and around about the throne were four beasts full of eyes with four behind. So those four eyes, or those, I mean, those infinite eyes of being able to see in all angles of time, meaning how nature is always spinning in, the, in those different four agreements, conceptual agreements of nature that we would call winter, autumn, spring, and summer from those different four angles. So we got those that we have uh, Aquarius, Leo, Scorpio, and Taurus. Aquarius uh, represents spring. Uh, eagle, the eagle, Scorpio, going into winter. Taurus, bull, representing summer. And lion, Leo, August, going into uh, autumn. So these four energies also are representative of uh, the infinite cycle four four is eight the infinite cycle of the sun or the Chishin to microcosmic orbit so I mean this is like uh, on another on another realm of thought you know, always being metaphysical with it so we brought about 12 as I looked at it I was like hold on so go back right back to Taurus you know, right back to where I started from as far as looking at it from towards going over to then going over to each time wherever you hit on after the two go over two more. Some more like the Fibonacci sequence, but it's not like you're doing two every time every time. But see how uh what Revelations is really talking about is how um going through the cycle of nature and you and how utilizing the melanin with nature, the cycle of nature, will enhance and bring about the flames of the seven chakras, so to speak, seven chakras that goes into the twenty four, the twelve uh, cranial nerves times two, twenty four um elders. The twelve cranial nerves then times two would be the metaphysical aspects of the workings 
of the cranial nerves in the psychic realm to bring about the functions of the physical body from the indwelling intelligence that is non-local as well as local. Because the indwelling intelligence is, is in essence also external um, melanin or dark matter, dark energy, exotic matter, uh, you know, external melanin and internal melanin or whatnot. Uh, and the first beast is like a lion, the second beast is like a calf, and the third beast is like had a face of a man, and the fourth beast is like a flying eagle. So then I was like, well, okay, let me look up something on, also on uh, just, just uh, eagles, not eagles, but uh, in general, in general, just uh, cherubims and, and and things of that such, so of that nature. I mean, I just remember the story in Genesis three. So I was like, uh, you know, when when Adam and Eve, well, when they were being stricken out of the garden, it stated so he drove out the man, and he placed at the east of the garden of Eden cherubims and a flaming sword, which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. So he sent him forth out of the garden of Eden to to till the ground from whence he was taken. And it also states, uh, I think it's in, let's see, right here. Speaking to the children of Israel and saying to them, when you were passed over to it, to the land of Canaan. Um, and when the Jews crossed over to the land of Canaan, of Jordan, they had finally made it to the promised land. Promised land was Canaan, or it was Canaan at the time. Uh, Canaan um, basically means lowland, versus uh, Aram, Aram, A R A M, which means highlands. So, on the compare and contrast, it's just just the um, pronunciation or the phonetics behind it, the the name Canaan. Canaan and Aram, Aram is high lands, or you know, you saw the the ancient Lord came to Abraham and said, it's a ram, Abraham, he said, it's a ram in the bush, in the thicket, right there behind his head, up there in the tree, the highlands, in the mountains, Aram. Canaan is the promised land that um, the Exodus the children of Israel in the age of Aries went through, they went to. So, you know, in that symbolic way is what that was talking about, saying, you know, don't take the, don't don't go and kill your son like that on the altar. Basically, saying, we just made man. We're going to kill man for it already. Uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to go to, uh, we're going to go to the promised land, go to Canaan. But this, now we're in the age of Aquarius, the water bearer, and it's uh, roughly 2,000 years later or whatever. And it's another migration or another exodus taking place or on the brink of taking place. And we recall right here it's stated, so he drove out the man he placed at the east of the Garden of Eden, cherubims and the flaming sword which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. 
guy, if you uh, you know about Dendera, Dendera is like one of the most ancient or most accurate calendars or astrological um, maps or star maps. It's a it's called the Dendera zodiac, but it has a it's an artifact within it. It holds uh, the memories or a pattern of some of the of the um, world activities throughout some of the different like, past few ages. Basically, the uh, the Aquarian, the Piscean, and the, the Aryan, or the the Aries, the age of Aries, Aries. So, so uh, if you look at the Dendaria, Dendera zodiac, and you uh, you get to the the point of go to the east of origin and you look right there and you look at the zodiac uh, the animals for the zodiacs within that that point east you will notice that they are towards the bull Aries and um, Pisces as well as going over to Aquarius pouring out the water right there, and these are in red. If you have one, if you have the, if you're looking at a Dendera calendar that has a color in it, these are the red ones right there. The red and purple uh, figures is right there in the in circle going around. These are the hieroglyphs for, um, or the symbols for uh, the horoscope. You have the bull, the, the ram, the two fishes. Uh, the, the man or Haru pouring out water. You have Capricorn, Sagittarius next to that, Scorpio. Then you have the lion. And then we go and we have uh, the Virgin up there. I mean, not the lion. You have the Libra or the scale. Then you have the Virgin, then the lion, then the uh, Cancer, a crab, then Gemini twins going back to Taurus right there. But if you look at the east, and what we just read is uh, in, the, in Adam and Eve story, um, so-called God placed uh, cherubims or angels at the east gate to block man from being able to get in and out. And what we were just saying, um, so-called you know, 4000 BCE, around that time period, uh, a kind of man was created and then was told to uh, go out from that place. In that place, they uh, diaspored along with some of the indigenous because they knew the way, you know what I'm saying, and, and pretty much led a group of people. But if you look at this Dendera map, you will see that this is all taking place inside the map. You see the pig down there. You see the um, the initiates. You see the energy of APAP. You got the the uh, snake right there first, and then above that you have uh, Haru holding the Y scepter, creation and whatnot. And you got uh behind that you have uh, Hetaru or Hathor cow with a uh, knee protected right there behind the creation, meaning creation, right there behind the cow. So that's implying the uh, 
the knowledge of, of what we were speaking on a few seconds ago, being able to create a type of uh, utilizing genes to create. So they had the APAP gene or the, the snake energy right there spiraling, and then you had the pig, and then you had the initiates two right there, and then you have the canoe um, hieroglyph, which is also another symbol of creation. Also, but if you notice, you have those two um, animals being the Taurus bull and the Aries ram right there on the eastern gate or the eastern quadrant of the Dendera calendar what is in their um, zodiac. And this is what, right again, in the age of Aries, the age of Taurus is when so-called Adam and Eve was created. In the age of Aries is the Exodus. And if you look again, you'll see two individuals underneath Right directly underneath Aries, the Aries ram walking right right into uh, into Pisces. It's something to dissect, you know what I'm saying, to really look at. But so I mean, I was like, oh, that's right there on the east eastern half of uh, the Nidaric, um zodiac. Speaking on uh, putting cherubim somewhere, angels protecting so that the so the man can't get in there. But that that man will be the Aquarius, so or the water barrier. So the fish would be equivalent to uh, you know uh, Pis- Pisces, viscous Pisces, or the, that symbol that would be on the back of cars. But what would Jesus do? WWJD. That that symbol, the word alone basically means fish organs. What it's talking about is uh, basically, in a nutshell, is organs. It's life, you know. But the duality, the two fish, you know, either pingala, but how life is uh, propagated by male and female energies, left and right energies. So that uh, going into Canaan, into the Promised Land right here with Aries and then going into Aquarius age out of Pisces where the religions such as uh, Islam and Christianity were developed. And uh, these religions brought about a control mechanism within those um, so-called elite, the littles or these uh, blood, uh, these bloodlines so to speak, the true bloodline is the black bloodline, what, uh, what we would call the royal black bloodline, which initiated a, a, a great deal of our reality. You know, with Greg Noble Drew Lee stated, uh, Before that was a, before that was a, uh, I think he said before that was a, a pyramid. There was a, a moor that went out and killed the, the lion in the jungle to, to cut down the trees to 
put the pyramid up. I can't recall. I think it's in the prophet. Where are they? Let's see. Oral statements and prophecy. Yeah, it's in there. But it was something else that was going on in there, too. I was looking at. Um, like we're dealing with Aries energy. And Aries could deal with fire. So one statement he said is, uh, or statement prophecy number nine said, when the fire comes, I'll be the water. So, and going into the Aquarius age, water bearer. You know, being that the prophet, Noble Drew Ali, is a prophet. And it says right here, page 14, what is the prophet? A prophet is one who knows of the coming events and warns others of the same. Thus, prophets are seers, able to make prophetic or futuristic statements. So a prophet is someone that can uh, see into the future, so to speak. Is attuned or is one that's tapped in to uh, nonlinear space-time to another dimensional reality of uh, what we perspectively look at as time. But I, I noticed that, like, when the fire comes, uh, I will be the water. And that's the statement that um, Noble Drew Ali has had mentioned, Sheikh Sharif Abdul Ali. And then I, was, I also was like, oh, I'm going to do some math real quick. On at uh, 23. So, you remember the the Pope on the 23rd, climate change, you know, apologizing, good things like that. So, what uh, the 23, 23rd statement says, the European, the Europeans are going to have to pay our people off for the work that they did in slavery, pay off compound interest. So how about here? That makes sense. Nationality going on right now, getting ourselves together, and we're noticing a lot of disclosure. Uh, the really, uh, the European is really coming to the table and uh, trying to broadcast some of the inf- the information and ask for forgiveness, knowing that a lot of this stuff taking place is. Uh, this is some of their, uh, their fault, you know, those that are in the seats of power. But anyway, so I looked at 23, and I was like, all right, so let's do 23 and 23, you know, male and female. All right, so I went to 23, 23 is 46. I went to 46. It's 46. This is in all statements and prophecies. 46 says I'm going to repeat myself. I said, oh, all right, so, you know, that's when I, I, I smiled. I was like, huh. Probably no good girl. You were talking to me right now. It sounds like you're repeating yourself 23 plus 23. He was 46. You just repeated yourself. So I was like, you prophesizing on a level, on some level. So when the fire comes, I'll be the water. So going out of, going from um, the Aries, where the exodus took place into the Aquarius age now, and there's a it, uh, we were speaking on last week. There's something else going to take place within that uh, within the um, the jubilee, where the jubilee is a restoration, or where uh, all where all those 
those that have left home or whatever are restored to homeland or their indigenous uh, their indigenous uh, place holes or whatnot. But I mean, this is uh, this was I just was like from twenty three to forty six. I'm going to repeat myself. So I like, well, what does sixty four say? Just to be, just to go and see what sixty four says. And sixty four is, don't worry about how you are going to be saved. It will be done in a conflict that cannot be told in words. And I, I put the book down right then because that's one like one of my favorite uh, prophecies. Not gonna say favorite, but that that statement when I first read these prophecies. Um, was one that really stood out to me because it, it sounds like meditation to me. You know, I'm, I, you know, you know, that's what I do. You know, I, you know, I'm into, I'm into the meditations and deep breathing and all that good stuff. So it's, it doesn't require a lot of words. So I was like, don't worry about how you are going to be saved. It will be done in a conflict that cannot be told in words. So they like, oh, but that's peace. You know, so. You know, you know, whereas we're getting close to the uh, finale of this this uh, broadcast, so I went from now. When the fire comes, I'll be the water. So we're in Aquarius age. So Noble Drew Ali, even though, because if you look, if we're looking at information at one time as being what it is, then and that's only what it is, then we're going to be blinded by that information for that time period. And it won't have, it won't pertain to our generation in the aspect of what is going on at that moment. Noble Draw Lee is, 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 is an intelligent uh, brother, so his words sometimes uh, could be placed outside of the spectrum of that reality and observed and analyzed in a more metaphysical sense like now. But he said like like we just repeated he said uh when it's fire it'd be the water. Then I was like, well let's look at twenty three. Where twenty three was talking about a European how to pay, you know, for all the things that took place and that's what's going on because um it's the fold on, on all that agreement or whatever. So now the I went to, I went to forty six I repeat myself. Oh, well, so I went to 64. 64, don't worry about how you'll be saved because it'll be done in a battle with Matthew. Well, it had no words. Let me get to say it correctly. Don't worry about how you're going to be saved. It'll be done in a conflict that cannot be told in words. And that's also not be told in words, you know, so if it's a conflict, a struggle, in those words, so that struggle can be depleted through applications like meditations because you won't be, uh, you know, meditation requires to be relaxed, and there's no struggle and relaxation. You can't can't be relaxed and struggle at the same time. I like that. <laughs> you know, I just saw I saw a different reality inside of that uh inside of that whole. Agreement that we, of uh, what we were speaking on last week with Isaac uh, Newton. Then I'm like, okay, so that realm can have other significance, uh, and other um, symbolic significance than just um, sacrificial. 
in that in that means. So uh, yeah, so we're in the Aquarius age outside of that, but you know, so that whole cycle of completion within the zodiac or astrology or within the horoscope. Remember, the twelve disciples are allegorical too. These twelve energies, like the twelve meridians and the twelve organs within those meridians. You know, what I'm saying um, or the twelve parts of the physical body, being in the doctrine system, heart, liver, you know, those five, as well as large, small intestines and spleen, pancreas, and gallbladder, and those five and stuff. So those are, uh, or six, and stuff that equals out to 12, but that is the temple of man. And the temple of man is that circle, circling the dots, or whatnot, though. That's the binary code, but I was just looking at it like again, you know, and I saw that, and I was like, wow. Then you got this little spot right there where they maybe, uh, like in the biblical sense of Genesis 3, um, when they was banned from the Garden of Eden, that those the trail books there, and those two animals. But then goes into the Aquarius age and the water bear, or freedom is utilized through truth or through wisdom. This is in water. It also implies growth and cultivation. We'll be in a, in a different part of the cosmos at this moment, so it's a different window of opportunities that we can uh, bridge towards. And so let's get away from the distractions and let's get it in. You know, so it's closing out, you know. So, uh, but uh, yeah. So we're in the Christ consciousness age right now, or uh, the Aquarius age, the age of information. And um, that it will be Tomorrowland and or the Isaac Newton type of uh, thing, you know, Isaac Newton sitting under the tree, and the apple fell out the sky, whatever. Mm-hmm. Similar, similar to that uh, that 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 ram up there in the in the tree, falling out the sky, you know, whatnot. To get things, uh, yeah, you know, so can't play any music on the on the way out, it's like like earlier something is going on. Audio is still yeah, still on Fritz, but get thanks and get back at you. A couple of days, have a um, blissful remainder of the evening. And I will talk to you guys later. Peace and blessings.